With just a bowl game left in this magical 2023 season, let's look back on the plays that defined the Missouri football season. Plus, is Ennis Rakestraw possibly a first-round NFL draft pick? Let's talk about all that coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. And you know what? Without a ton of breaking news here on the podcast today, we're waiting around for Aaron Rowe of Father Tolton High School here in Columbia to make his high school, or excuse me, his collegiate decision about where he's going to play college basketball. Most people seem to expect a Missouri commitment is imminent, but he has listed Tennessee and Kansas State as the other final three finalists. So we'll see this afternoon here around, well, what, 4.30 p.m. or so, I believe I saw. But you know what? We're going to take a little bit of a look back today at the plays that, in my opinion, defined the 2023 Missouri football season. And you know what? The top three, actually, I think, are pretty obvious, but we're going to lead with them anyway because they were just that important. To me, the number one play of the season is the 61-yard field goal make by Harrison Mevis, of course, in week three against Kansas State. Ball game tied at 27. Missouri avoids overtime, wins it in regulation. The crowd goes wild. I go completely wild. I hug, literally hug the usher who did not like me all season, who was on my butt all season for scaling the rail, for instance in the back row in the south end zone. Well, darn it, I was—I just about picked her up and hugged her anyway because that's how insanely happy I and the rest of the Missouri football crowd was after that. And honestly, that was a game Missouri had circled all offseason after the Wildcats had taken it to the Tigers the previous season in Manhattan had injured Brady Cook in that ball game just a lot of a lot of make good happened in that moment and without that field goal who the heck knows what happens in overtime and getting off to a 2 and 1 start versus 3 and 0 oh, you want to talk about momentum being lost and a little bit of air being let out of the balloon. Who knows if Missouri would have had the kind of crowds it had for the rest of the season, the kind of season it had if it weren't for an incredible play by Harrison Mevis. And and speaking of guys who made good, well, Harrison Mevis obviously with a a missed kick against Auburn last in the 2022 season that people are never likely to forget, but to me, you make a 61-yarder there in week three to get to 3-0, and 
I think that erased all of that, at least in my mind. If not my memory, definitely holding no grudges whatsoever to the legend Harrison Mevis. What an unbelievable kick and what an unbelievable way to start off the season for all intents and purposes. But you know what? Andy Bauer also did a great job of holding that particular kick for Harrison Mevis. An excellent snap as well, but I bring up Andy Bauer because he was in punt formation against Kentucky when Missouri was trailing 14 to nothing. Not much had gone right in that game, but Andy Bauer was not in punt formation to punt. No, he was passing against Kentucky's punt safe defense that left the speedy Marquise Johnson one-on-one on the outside. Bauer lets it rip about 40 yards in the air, showing quite the cannon for a punter. But regardless, an unbelievable play that Missouri fans will remember forever. Certainly, Mr. Bauer and Mr. Johnson will remember it forever as well. And again, What a ballsy play call by Eli Drinkwitz and company there. If that doesn't work, you've gotten off to a terrible start. You're trailing 14-0, and everybody's going, scratching their head, going, wait, you're having the punter throw it deep? That's your plan? But it works. Not only does it cut the cut the lead from 14 to 7 instead of it being 14 nothing Kentucky's ball but all the momentum in the world is now on Missouri's side you can just tell that on the sidelines suddenly Brady Cook is laughing suddenly everybody on the sidelines is yucking it up and is loose and remembering oh yeah football's actually fun and we're not going to play so tight anymore and after that point it was all Missouri from there on out and really just total domination from there on and finally you know what the of the top three plays of the season again I said they were obvious well this one's pretty obvious too fourth down and 17 Missouri playing Florida coming off what was in my opinion the best win of the Eli Drinkwitz era I thought it was Kentucky well then to me Tennessee was even better than that at home Well, unfortunately, the next week, maybe a slight letdown for Missouri, even with knocking out Graham Mertz, the starting quarterback for the Gators. Missouri trailing in this ballgame, fourth down and 17. Brady Cook, with great protection from his offensive line, finds Luther Burden over the top of a zone defender. Burden running what looked like a bit of a post route, sits down, stops his route. Some people even thought, wait, was was Cook actually throwing the ball to Theo Weiss here, who was running a route behind Brady Cook? I've always believed it was Luther Burden was the intended receiver there. But regardless, again, one of the great plays in Mizzou history, three of them, in my opinion, in one magical 2023 season. These three plays, to me, will be remembered forever, just like this season will. And to me, without all three of those plays, you're looking at a team that's maybe maybe got two or three extra losses versus being 10 and two. Yeah. The difference between 10 and two and seven and five, I'd say that's pretty massive. Wouldn't you? But of course, before Harrison Mevis even got to attempt a 61 yard field goal and Missouri had an opportunity to beat, of course, Tennessee and Kentucky and all the other great wins in Florida and all the other great wins from this season, But again, it may not have happened without another play all the way back in the Kansas State game in week three. 
Luther Burden, another big one for the Tigers. That was a running theme this season. So let's remember that excellent touchdown pass from Brady Cook and lots of other memorable moments from the 23 season coming up. But first, I want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. And when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And I can tell you from experience, when you find that right candidate, it's not even like you're paying them. It's like they're paying you in a weird way because you're happy to pay them. It's a great fantastic trade instead of it feeling like an expense in your life. It's a real plus. But LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats that they might not have time to and the resources for hiring. So thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. And for you everydayers, please be sure to check out Locked On Sports today. They're here for you 24-7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel and once again to you everydayers as i've said many times and you'll be well aware of this you can confirm this in fact i think i've been one of brady cook's biggest public supporters for a long time even through the challenges of the 2022 season but I have to admit after week two this season I was growing a bit concerned that was definitely my low point in terms of confidence in Brady and just really Drinkwitz in the Mizzou offense in general I think a lot of fans were feeling that way after well a kind of a too close for comfort victory over Middle Tennessee State in week two but fortunately those feelings did not last very long in fact they went away pretty quickly against Kansas State now the Wildcats had an impressive opening scripted drive they go down, score a touchdown. I believe it was on their opening drive. Certainly, the Wildcats led a seven to nothing. And well, one of the things I was saying in week two, I would like to see more play action 
against the Wildcats in week two. And sure enough, we saw a lot of play action passes against Kansas State in week three. And well, the first one of note, a long touchdown, Brady Cook gets Luther Burden wide open, but a perfect pass as well to Burden, scores it 7-7. All of a sudden, the Missouri passing offense, which had looked pretty pedestrian, the first couple weeks of the season was looking explosive against Kansas State. This was far from the only play that went downfield, and suddenly Missouri was hitting explosive plays and looked like a completely different offense against the Wildcats again in week three. Well, sort of similar to that point, I think Missouri was still finding its footing the following week in St. Louis against Memphis. Tigers winning by just seven with three minutes left in the ball game. But one thing I had noticed in the first half, Missouri running a lot of outside zone to the field side, the short side of the field. But as we sort of learned in this ball game, and this this trend was something I had noticed here, and it was something that certainly went along in the season, is that Missouri would run the ball much better in the second half than it would in the first. And again, with three minutes left, up by seven, Cody Schrader breaks one of those outside zone runs from 38 yards, scores a touchdown, cuts it back inside of the middle of the field, and that was the ball game for all intents and purchase and excuse me all intents and purposes easy for me to say well again a game that a game the next week against in Nashville against Vanderbilt certainly a game you expected Missouri to win but also a game where you're worried about a bit of a letdown but what the big plays in this moment in this game to me I'm actually cheat a little bit and take two plays Two throws by Brady Cook to Luther Burden. Two slot corner routes, one from the right side, one from the left side, and in particular, there was a third down ball that Brady Cook threw there to Burden. It's as good of a throw as as Cook has made in his entire life, I do believe, And, and an excellent catch by Burden as well. But it was just one of those games where suddenly in Nashville, you're going, wait a second, I, I was a big Brady Cook fan, but what is this? This guy is dropping dimes all over the field. This may have been the high point of the season just in terms of Brady Cook being on absolute fire. But you know what? Obviously, the 4th and 17, just that whole drive in general against Florida, that would actually be the individual high point of the season for Brady Cook and company. No question about that. But you know what? Speaking of the Florida game, the 77-yard pass by Brady Cook to Theo Weiss. Now, really, it was a 77-yard reception. That's what I should say. It was more like a, oh, I don't know, like a 7-yard pass as it traveled in the air. But Brady Cook did make a subtle move there, just a little bit of a shimmy, a pump fake, whatever you want to call it, that got a defender out of position, forced that guy to come up and play Cook, who then was able to throw it to Weiss in the flat, Then it was all up to just Theo Weiss and his blockers, in particular Mookie Cooper and Luther Burden throw two excellent blocks. They were basically... They're basically tiny fullbacks on that play, if you will, and just just great teamwork there and great open field running by Theo Weiss. So just a spectacular play there by Missouri that, again, if they don't get that one, probably another loss by the Tigers. 
I've also got to pick a couple of plays that came in losses as well. Against LSU, well, really the defining play in that game was, of course, the strip sack on third and six, the false start that came before it when Missouri was driving, trying to take the lead there late against the Bayou Bengals. But to me, the play that I'll always remember that really defined that game in a positive way for Missouri was after they they drove down against LSU, scored the opening touchdown. Well, they weren't content to just settle for one point. In fact, Missouri showed sort of their swinging gate formation again that they'd shown at a time or two, at least earlier in the season. Well, this time they liked the look. Brady Cook takes the snap, runs it into the end zone for a relatively easy two points and really just the the absolute chutzpah on that particular play, the balls, the the gall of Missouri to, to go for two on that particular moment, I thought really showed that Missouri was ready to show up and play in that ball game and just was kind of a, a little bit of a dagger in the heart, I felt like, at least at the time, to the LSU defense, who had really been struggling at the time and sort of continued to do so. Obviously, the Missouri game, Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, ended up getting the better of Missouri on that afternoon. But still a really memorable ball game, and the two-pointer against LSU for some reason. To me, that sort of defined that game in Missouri, proving that it belonged to play with the big boys of the conference. And speaking of that, similar feelings on the Long play-action touchdown over the top. Again, Cook to Luther Burden in the Georgia game. And also, I think it was about a 13-yard touchdown run. Cody Schrader, another outside zone to the short side of the field. Again, I was fascinated by that early, and by the end of the season, I was loving every bit of it, those short side, outside zones. Missouri just kept seeming to get better and better, not only as the games would wear along, but as the season played out as well it seemed like Missouri just got better and better running the football so for Missouri to be able to just put a statement rushing touchdown on the board that was a really exciting moment made you think boy the Tigers have a real chance to win this game because they are absolutely winning the line of scrimmage right now offensively And finally, one more play. You know what? It's been basically all offense so far, and I apologize to that for the defensive guys because obviously there's a whole bunch of different moments defensively that I could have picked out that could have been a part of these two segments here. But to me, the the one defensive play that stands out the most among all of them is Dalen Carnell sealing the Tennessee game with a pick six because that was the moment when you knew it was total and humiliating destruction for Tennessee. Just seeing Carnell pick that ball off and run it into the end zone. I'm pretty sure I squealed in absolute delight in that moment. So a great moment for that Missouri defense. But of course, Ennis Rakestraw, Chris Abrams Drain, Darius Robinson, and frankly, Tyron Hopper and just too many guys to mention were a huge part of this incredible Missouri season. And you know what? Speaking of Ennis Ennis Rakestraw, 
a really impressive grade for him in terms of the NFL just came out on ESPN.com recently. So let's talk about his somewhat surprisingly high grade coming up for this NFL draft. But first, I want to tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook because as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks, quite simply, if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so incredibly easy to use, and they've got everything from totals to spreads to modified player props and and, and, and teasers and parlays and the whole deal. Well, just if you're curious, Missouri is hanging in there minus two and a half in the Cotton Bowl. So whether you want to bet on that or not, you got to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And once again, if you're an everyday listener of this program, thank you so much for your loyalty and continued support of the program. But I got to apologize for repeating myself once again, because for the last couple of years, I've talked over and over and over again about how, in my opinion, the secret sauce of the Missouri defense was Ennis Rakestraw and Chris Abrams drain. Those two corners basically allowed Missouri to lock down a couple of receivers and allowed them to bring a lot of pressure, do everything else that they did in terms of blitzing and, and on the back end with their safeties as well. So, you know what? It felt pretty good to have some confirmation of what I was talking about this morning. Matt Miller, NFL draft analyst over at ESPN.com, just put out his first round predictions this morning. As you might expect, Caleb Williams of USC and Drake May of North Carolina, the two quarterbacks going with his first two picks. Then he's got Marvin Harrison Jr., the Ohio State wide receiver has opted out of the Cotton Bowl. He's going to be going third. And then you've got, of course, Heisman Trophy winner and former Missouri opponent Jaden Daniels going fourth overall. But along with some other interesting names there that you might be aware of, the most notable, of course, for a Missouri fan is Ennis Rakestraw going 17th overall to the Denver Broncos. Now, that is quite the bold statement there, but I will say this. At this point in the process, in December, I take that kind of projection pretty seriously. Now, I, if you know if you know Todd McShay, I think he was formerly with ESPN, but regardless of where Todd is these days, he's still a big-time NFL draft analyst, and he would always lament the fact that the day after the NFL draft, he would always be made to put out a mock draft for next year's 
selections for next year's draft. Well, he would always lament that it would be the the thing, the number one thing that would be read for him all season. It would also the number one thing that he hated writing the most because at that point, he all he's been focused on is that year's draft. He doesn't really have any knowledge or time to get into the next year's class, for instance. You kind of have to take these things one year at a time. So now that we're into December, though, now you start taking it a little bit more seriously. It is still premature in terms of the NFL season is still alive and you know, obviously scouts, analysts, they're going to have lots of opportunities at the Combine, at the Senior Bowl, this, that, and the other to talk to teams, and teams are going to have much more time to change their analysis. But here's what Rakestraw, or excuse me, here's what Matt Miller had to say about Ennis Rakestraw in his ESPN piece this morning. He said, Rakestraw is long-armed at six foot and 188 pounds, and his technique, quickness, and instincts are that of a starting NFL cornerback. Turn on the film from the LSU-Mizzou game back in October, and you'll see Rakestraw get challenged just one time all day by the LSU passing offense. And I would just note an excellent LSU passing offense as well, not only with Jaden Daniels, but of course Malik Neighbors and a bevy of other really talented LSU wide receivers as well. I'd also note that Ennis Rakestraw here projected to go just one pick after Alabama's Kool-Aid McKinstry, who is also a corner. And again, beginning of the season, I'm going, wait a second. If Missouri doesn't have as good of a corner duo in the country, I'm not sure who does. So to me, I think I think both guys, I think Chris Abrams Drain is going to have a really good chance to go high in the draft as well. Both guys could be first day, certainly the first two day picks is what I'm expecting from both guys. So obviously it's nice that Missouri got Toriano Pride, former St. Louis product, transfer from Clemson. Looks like he is definitely in the fold for 2024. Drayden Norwood certainly had his moments this season, but replacing Rakestraw and Chris Abrams drain is going to be a really tall order for the Missouri defense next season. But hey, thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou, making it your first listen every day. And for your second listen, again, head on over to YouTube, check out the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming show. It's Locked on Sports today. So again, until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou.